Welcome to the Bro League Commissioner Cast Podcast. I am your host, the Corrupt Commissioner, Joe, joined alongside my co-commissioner, Brian. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the 2021 season of fantasy football. We are here. We are back. Back. Consistent podcast. Even though we fucked up at the end of the season. It's, well, well, we're going to recap that here, but, you know, new season, new podcast. We're going we're gonna to make it, make it happen. Yeah, we kind of died out on the last two weeks of the season there. Uh, we missed the semifinals and the finals of the 2020 season, but let's do a quick recap of that to get that close that book and move on from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the Sacco Championships, it was Brian versus Kevin, the eight versus the seven. The bro beat down. The bro beat down in the bro league, <laughs> and Brian ended up winning. Kevin is your reigning Sacco champion. All hail to All the hail. Uh, to the toilet seat where. <laughs> <laughs> this year, Chris added a nice cape to it that Kevin had to draft with. Beautiful. Beautiful cape. Best cape. Yeah. And <laughs> you know what? Kevin put up a great Sacco performance with a total of 96 points. Under 100 pretty much guarantees you lose the Sacco Bowl every time. I'm surprised my team actually showed up with how abysmal my running backs were that season. But, hey, you know, do do what you can in the Sacco Bowl. And rough, rough showing by everybody around, so... Yep, and in the semifinals, uh, Johnny was able to clinch the first seed going into the playoffs in the, in the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, he beat Lolly, uh, and Gooby beat me by less than a point. The unfortunate thing was, if I would have had anybody else, or if I would have won that last week, I would have had a championship. If but fishes we don't, were fishes. But that's hindsight, 2020, we don't really care. And moving on to the championship game, we had Johnny versus Gooby. Johnny ended up winning his third title, beating Gooby by eight points. Put another one up on the wall, chisel out another uh, plate on the uh, trophy there. Yes, and the plates, just so everybody knows, all plates, remaining plates have been ordered. We are just waiting for them to come in. Oh, dang. So, Lolly, all three of your plates will be coming in also. Updates. Updates in, in the podcast. You don't see that often. So, <laughs> moving on, we wrapped up the 2020 season. But now it's time to look forward to the 2021 season. Fresh beginnings. Fresh beginnings. And we had some rule changes going into it. Yes, big rule changes. Biggest one probably is going to be to the keepers in the league going forward. From the draft that we just had forward, we're going to have keeper decay and two keepers wherever you want them, as long as they keep the decay rules. That's correct. But we won't really go into too much of that no, this we, year. We all, we all heard that. So. Because this year we are still running the previous uh, keeper rules. So... This all applies to the 2022 season, but yes. going on for for the rest of the 2021, we also had what's points per points per first, first down. down. Yeah, We're, that's going into the, this season. No, not points per first down. No, no, points I'm sorry, not points per first down. Fourth, points per fourth, fourth down. down. Fourth down stops for defenses. It's one point. It was uh, close. Uh, people, some people wanted two points. Some people didn't want points per trial per one. I think I think the trial per one is gonna, in per, my personal opinion, I think it's gonna edge out to two next season because yep. it is a turnover and it doesn't happen as often as you think. But well, th- we're trying it out. I I think it's gonna be a good move for defense. It's gonna boost defensive scoring a little bit. Oh, definitely. It's, it's I think it's it just makes sense. Yeah. Because a fourth down stop t- should count as a turnover. Yes, because the ch- the the fa- most of the time when you see f- the fourth the the d- offense on the field for a fourth down, it's, it's in a crucial moment. It's in a crucial moment, and half the time it's to try and get a hard count. Yeah. So I mean, you you're really not going to see them really go for it, and if they really go for it, it's going to be a nail biter situation. It's going to increase the investment in that. Situation. And it's typically a short yards play, so yes. you know that's it, it rewards the uh, defense for crunching or tightening up. Right. And uh, another another um, uh, 
change to the rules is we have immediate trades, which already took effect. Already took effect. Um, so trades will be able to go through immediately. No commissioner uh, corruption in the mix there. Try to eliminate that as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, vetoes still have a 24-hour period, as everybody knows. But um, uh, trades are going to be through sleeper only from now through on. Through sleeper only. And the last one was uh, actually just updated or is this uh, no that's different yeah it, uh we updated the ir slots um we moved to what was it three ir slots it total was, last it was year four, four total last year four total. one one ir slot three COVID. and now that everybody's got the vaccines and there's clear rules going into the season we moved it to two ir slots and both are either ir or COVID for right. each one so it gives you a little bit more flexibility with the people that get hurt but it also gives you you know some three-week uh, COVID diagnosis yep. situations going on with the team. And it makes sure – I mean, it makes sense because sometimes, like, in the PUP list, you know, players are allowed to be on the PUP list for three weeks. COVID, you're allowed up to three weeks, so yeah. Michael, it makes Michael sense. Thomas can tell you all about the PUP list from last yes. season. And uh, sorry, Christian. <laughs> so <laughs> – um, since then, though, uh, since we drafted on Friday, it's yes. not even been a week. This Thursday, is we're recording yeah. on Thursday, right before the uh, Thursday game. It games. seems like the draft was so long ago. It seems like it was so long ago because a, a decent amount has happened just today, even. Yes. Um, Gus the Bust Edwards, as, I liked, as I'm going to call him, even though injuries shouldn't count as busts, uh, this is going to be a hard blow for Joe in our draft this season. Joe, you want to talk a little about your feelings about what's going on in the Ravens' backfield right there? Gus the Bust Edwards went down today with a suspected ACL tear. Uh, no con confirmation yet. We'll probably hear about this tomorrow. Yeah. He was rising on the draft boards thanks to J.K. Dobbins going down with a ACL tear yes. previously, just about a week and a half ago at this point. Who I will note that Joe could have kept before this. Who was one of my <laughs> players that I thought about keeping yeah. before this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just it's just rough. I, th it, I in my personal opinion, this had, this has to be on the coaching staff, right? Or at least something to do with the Ravens yeah, field that they're practicing on. It, it has to do something because ACL tears are mostly non-contact, um, right? Injuries. Uh, and I know Dobbins, he got his knee crushed, which isn't really on the coaching yeah. staff. But like, I mean, if you already lost a guy and then you lost Justice Hill yes, to an injury to Achilles, and, and then and then you lose Gus to the ACL, you got to think something. Not going even on. just Gus; they also lost, uh, I think, Marcus Peters, one Cornerback, of the cornerbacks. Right? Yeah. in the play before or like just before Gus, or it was either one. It was back to back, like yeah. instantly. And I think there's they, they got to clean up that field. Maybe yeah. like redo it, returf it, something. I don't, I don't know, know if the doing. rain that the the hurricane that just rolled by yeah. ruined some stuff. But yes, Gus the bus is looking like he's out for the season. Right. Uh, we're still waiting on some news on that. Yeah. Um, the only other piece of news that we have before the games kick off tonight is that Eckler did not practice again today. Yes. And everybody, uh, he he was out yesterday with a. Uh, supposed hamstring injury, mm -hmm. uh, but yesterday, you know, it was Wednesday, my dudes. Yeah, Wednesday is no big deal. He's a vet. he he knows what he's doing. He's been on the team for a while. They can give him a rest day. Two days out though. Two days out on Thursday. Then you get questionable, especially with um, Eckler. He was down for six games last year with the same, or I, I think it was the same hamstring. Right. I know it was a hamstring injury. I don't know if it was the same leg. On the bright side, though, it's not like he didn't practice at all. He wasn't. He did suit up. He was on the sidelines with the yes. coaches and everything. So it's not like he wasn't active. He just wasn't participating in drills or on-field work, which is a little concerning. Something Kevin might need to look out for. Very in the concerning, especially this year when Austin Eckler ended up being a first-round pick. Yes. So speaking of first round pick, let's get to the draft. 
And uh, I will say before we start here, I think this is probably one of the best drafts the Bro League in a total has had all year. Um, I think we all did a very strong showing in this draft, and I think nobody really made any big mistakes in this draft so far. But if you want, Joe, you want to go through the... Uh, Do you want to go through keepers first? Uh... Or we'll leave that for individual. Yeah, you know, leave it. If we hit a keeper in the first two, we can we can call him out, and okay. then and then we can just go from there. So, Joe, why don't you take the first round for us? All right. So the the way we do our draft, we do a Royal Rumble every year. Winner of the Royal Rumble um, is first, and it goes down there based on who's out. Uh, so first, if you lose all your wrestlers, you are tenth, and it go- increases from there. And that was pretty quick this year. Yes. <laughs> Kevin was out within six en- or eight <laughs> entrants. Yeah, out of thirty. Um, so the order for picking was Lolly, Johnny, Christian, Mike, Dom, Chris, Brian, me, Gooby, and Kevin to round it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into this, we had 20 people that were kept. Um, yes. Two, I would say really affected me. Two of them really affected two keepers really affected the first two rounds. Mm hmm. Um, for the most part, maybe three or four that I'm not thinking of, but really m- two major ones. Two major, probably close two to the two of the top four. Yeah, two two major ones, and then two um, wide receivers also got kept that were a little like into like they gave a little strategy to the first two rounds. And but Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, 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 that too. So let's go through it uh, with pick one. Lolly took Dalvin Cook. Johnny took Alvin Kamara. The mm-hmm. top two remaining um, running backs on the board. Right. Going into this next pick, the third pick, Christian had the choice of Aaron Jones and Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. as your next two tops. Uh, Christian went with Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Mike took e- uh, Zeke. Right. So right up there with what's you know standard expected, pretty much. And then going into our next tier, Dom really had another decision between Saquon and Nick Chubb. He decided to go with uh, not his fandom and went Nick Chubb. Right, but I can understand the hesitation with Saquon, but we'll get into that. And Chris, who I thought there was a chance he would throw in the random pick and go with Tyreek Hill. He's done it years past. He did it last year, taking Tyreek fourth overall. He decided to stick to the game plan, went Saquon. I mm-hmm. think it's a great pick, great value at, at pick six. Yep. Um, yeah, and you can't really beat that. No. Brian, you kept... A first-round keeper, Christian little, McCaffrey. A little bit of cheating. Can't do that next year. A little bit of cheating. Doesn't really shake up the board too much. Just just push everybody just over push one. everyone over yeah. one. Yeah. And then it kind of got – this This turn was interesting. Um, there's really three main RBs left going into the 8, 9, 10, and around picks. Right. You had Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, and Austin Eckler. Right. Uh, I decided to go with Najee Harris, the rookie from Pitt. Mm-hmm. And then Gooby – Decides to break up this giant RB run. Well, He's trying to run it back with with his his big star from last year. Yeah. He drafted Travis Kelsey, which you know I can I'll make arguments where that you know getting the ninth RB off of off the board is not always you know sometimes you want to zig when everybody's zagging. So you, you you we can you can make comments for that. I so. like the move. I don't know if his team was set up to make the move, but we'll go into that a little bit further. Down yeah, line. yeah. Uh, and then to get to finish out the turn. Uh, Kevin decided to go Austin Eckler, mm-hmm. and he was already keeping Devontae Adams in the second round right. at the 11th pick. Right, and then after that, um, Gooby went on to take Calvin Ridley, who I was struggling with keeper-wise to keep either CMC or Calvin Ridley because obviously they're top-tier uh, contenders this year. But um, after that, Joe, uh, following Harris, got Mixon. 
I went from Christian McCaffrey to Clyde Edwards, which I think it was shocked me was, a little. It was, was a little, was a little, sh- was a little uh, spicy in 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 the moment, but because you already had Christian McCaffrey and Damian Harris, I did. Cut. I did keep two running backs, so the second pick was um, a little unexpected, I think. But uh, after that, Chris followed it up um, Saquon to Tyree Kill. Yep, he got his Tyree Kill. He did. He he got him. It fell right to him. Dom got a little pissed at that, but he was able to get a wide receiver, a good one too, um, Allen Rob- uh, Robinson. Yep. Um, after picking Chubb. Mike followed the Zeke pick with Scary Terry, Scary which I Terry. think is a great pick. Um, it's looking good. He actually has a quarterback with Fitzmagic. You yeah. know, Fitzmagic can be up and down, but he's he's going to throw the ball. Yeah. And, and that's te- really and, all you want. And Terry's proven he can catch the ball from yes. nobody. So, um, And then Christian rounds it out. Aaron Jones going into a keeper, which was D-Hop. Yep. Um, and then Johnny sticking with his thick thighs mantra. Another keeper. He go, it's a, it is a keeper, but it is Derrick Henry, which is a, a big keeper in round two, especially when he's in the early stages, so that's a great keep. And then uh, John Lolly rounded out Dalvin Cook with uh, A.J. Brown on Tennessee, which, you know, I think for the first two rounds, that none of that really surprised me. No, not no, at all. None of, I mean, me, I, me not taking a wide receiver is a little, uh, is the spiciest thing there, and that's not even that, that spicy. So I think as a group, we all we all drafted pretty much in line with what was expected for the season. It's everything else. It's really hard to go wrong in the in the beginning of the draft, as yeah. as we'll go down each team, there are very, or at least in my eyes, some questionable picks. Right. But I think overall, um, as we'll sh- talk about in the weekly matchups for week one, it was a very good draft. Yes, yeah, 100%. 100%. So why don't we move to, um, instead of, before we break down everybody's team, because we're not going to sit here and just go over the whole draft board. Yeah. Uh, before we break down everybody's team, we're just going to call out uh, some of the best moves that we saw in the draft personally yep. and some of the worst moves we saw in the draft um so why don't we start it off with the best moves joe you want to take right. the first one yeah my f- best move um this 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 uh topic will or this player will get talked about a lot in the draft boards but my best move is kevin taking kyle pitts with the eight um in eight one mm-hmm. um kyle pitts had a really big slide I think honestly, if Kittle didn't drop to me in round three, I was taking Pitts in round four. So he dropped almost four rounds where I was thinking of taking him. I think he could have a monster season. Uh, they're really talking about how great of a tight end prospect he is. He has big hands and he's filling in for that Julio Jones slot. I know right. tight end rookie tight ends especially aren't don't have a great track record, but Kyle Pitts looks like the one that that could break that uh, stigma. Right. And I know that, you, like you just said, he was going around the fourth, maybe fourth, fifth round. Fifth in non-keepers. And in, yeah, in, not, in redraft leagues. And people can argue that that is a little uh, aggressive with keeping pits, especially because, like you said, it's it's not usually yep. tight ends or, or high scorers. But for and him to going- slide that much, it's, it's, it's a great end. I mean, I'll talk about it a little more later. That's his backup yes. tight end, so he can wait to see what happens. I was with just going to say that he, yeah. he took Mark Andrews a couple of rounds before that. So that's definitely, I think, one of the better moves of the entire uh, draft for yeah. sure. Because there was a lot of teams. I mean, Kyle Pitts was one, two, the f- sixth tight end off the board. Yeah, um, and a lot of teams could have used him. Yeah, and and. I know that um, I know at least Mike said it, and uh, I think a couple other people were thinking about taking Pitts in the eighth yep. round when he was swinging back. And I think Kevin just saw it. He he saw he's like, hey, this guy's got value. Took it. I think it's a great move on Kevin's part. Um, the next move that I want to talk about is both from Lolly and Mike. 
drafting two quarterbacks in the later rounds. So second quarterback. Yeah, their second quarterback. So they both drafted quarterbacks a little late, actually both in the ninth. Um, Starting the ninth, Lolly took uh, Russell Wilson, and then Mike, three picks later, took Aaron Rodgers. Great value for both of those quarterbacks. Definitely where you want to see some of those high-quality quarterbacks fall and draft to you. And then to repeat the same trend two rounds later. Yes. To start the 11th, Lolly took Prescott and Mike took Tom Brady. Now, even without the trade that we'll get into a little later between Joe and Lolly, the option between two high-quality QBs that you can just say, oh, they're going up against a hard defense. Let me just swap out my other super-scoring quarterback over, like, let's say, you know, some of the backups or the lotto tickets that you can get there, I think is a really good move, especially because you're not only – solidifying your options but you're also you're also taking those options away from other people to use them against you as solid starters and really the biggest thing was it threw a giant wrench in mine and your plans because we were we were punting the qb position yeah we we were holding out and this that that was the round round 11 was when we were going to take our quarterbacks but uh, there they went (laughs) lolly and and mike decided to snipe it and we had to pivot on the fly Mm. Yeah, and, and and you know, there's there's obviously we got players that we wanted because we waited for quarterbacks, but yep. uh, end of the day, no matter no matter what we were planning on doing, them taking two quarterbacks there and saying, "Oh, I can just switch out Rodgers or Brady, or I can yep. switch out Scott and Wilson." It's a great move all around. I think it was a solid play instead of saying, "Oh, let me get uh, you know, Philip Lindsay as a backup on the Houston instead of something like, you know, it's not something that you're going to usually want to do." Yeah. Um, we're gonna skip that. Yeah. So I. So yeah. And like we said, everyone had a great draft. Um. Yeah. And side note. Um. Everybody right now. I know projections aren't worth anything, but everybody yeah. right now is projected in the league within six points of each other. Yes. The 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 largest gap in matchup is six points. Currently. Not and not not even the largest uh match matchup. The largest gap between any two teams is six mm. points. So that's that Which just I shows think is still that matchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with the and, and that just shows exactly how well everybody drafted. So well done on everybody's part for for sure. Moving on to our boneheaded or our head scratching picks of the draft. Um, I'm going to have to go with Gooby. Um, after starting Travis Kelsey and Calvin Ridley, he decided to go for another wide receiver, Adam Thielen. I know he ha- he kept Jonathan Taylor, so maybe that's why he didn't want to. Right. I think in the end, when you have Josh Jacobs still on the board, um, I don't. I know Gooby really loves Adam Thielen. Right. I think I liked some of the wide receivers that were taken after Adam Thielen a lot better than Adam Thielen. But yeah. I think once when you have Josh Jacobs, and at the time, Gus, I mean, I'm not going to go too much on it. Right. At the time, Gus on the board, I still think you have to go running back because um, as we'll look into his team as it pans out, there's not many running backs on the board. There's many wide receivers that could fill in a hole. Right, and I mean, I know Adam Thielen has been Gooby's boy in the past. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's he, he believed in him early, and he uh, kept him through a couple seasons, always tries to grab him. But ADP isn't everything. He's also, you know, he was taken 29th off the board. His ADP was 51st. Yeah. Keeping Playing keepers into that, that's still a, a little bit of a leap, especially with the other wide receivers that he got, especially with Julio Jones. Yeah. Still on the board that he got in the fourth round. So if you flip those, it might not have been as bad. But Thielen in the third, I guess he just wanted to get his guy, you know. I mean, when we look at it, um, he was taken with the, at the 29th spot. Uh, Sleeper's ADP was 51st. Um, it's up in the air because we do have 20 keepers yeah so i mean i guess it is around the right spot but right i don't think i would have done that with 
how he started his draft. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get into that, and and yep. also if anybody wants to message us for the next podcast to explain anything that we're talking about, please, we will include it in the next podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, Johnny, I don't know what you were thinking. Um, I know your boy is Will Fuller. Will Fuller in the ninth round just boggles the mind to me personally. That I I don't know why he did. I know. Okay, listen. He got the forty points that one game, right? Mm-hmm. Which you know he he was very up. He was very you know high in pointage. A though this season he is suspended for the first game. Can't yes. use the first game of the season. B he's on a completely different team. Yes, and he C, doesn't have Deshaun Watson. He doesn't have Deshaun Watson thrown to him now. He's got Tua, and C he uh, can't finish the season healthy. He hasn't. Yeah. He hasn't. He hasn't had a full season. Straight up of any of of completed sixteen games in a row, he always gets hurt. So, I off the board that 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 high in the ninth round is isn't the highest. But I mean, you know, I know, and he's your boy. But come on, <laughs> yeah. And to round it off, another one that you picked off. I mean, I guess the the theme of head scratching picks is you take your boys. Yeah. Uh, and Brian, you took in the seventh Michael Pittman. Yep. Uh, he's taken 67th overall, 111th, uh, sleeper ADP. Yeah. So, I mean, you called yourself out, so. Possibly the spiciest pick in the draft. Um, I definitely could have got him later, but I, if I, he went to another team, I would have been a little angry. So I, uh, I can definitely see why that would be a little bit of a head scratch for everybody, but well, I'll go into why I think that might work out in a little bit. So, um, all right, so you want to you want to jump right into the uh, team breakdowns? Yeah, let's go to team breakdowns all right. from here. Uh, I just want to throw out a disclaimer: this is all our opinion based on what we think of teams look like going into a full season. Uh, I know some some teams are projected high that we are not very high on. Uh, so even if you win the week one, that doesn't mean our reviews right now are going to reflect the entire se- or just week one. It's going to t- reflect the entire season. That being said, I know that everybody misses those when we were drafting on Yahoo. Those uh, you know jabbing articles that really like shit on your team unless you got like a perfect draft. So I I did a little type up for everybody and named named a couple of the teams here, and I'm going to go in order. We're going to start with John Lolly's team. Um, John Lolly's team, I'm going to call, here comes the thunder and lightning, because now, Lolly won the Royal Rumble. He had first pick in the draft. Yep. So, what do you do when you get first pick in the draft? You have first pick of almost everybody except for the keepers. Yes. So, when he walked into this, when he walked into this, he said, hey, you know what I want to pick? I want to pick the best running back on the board. He got it. When it came back to him, he didn't get the best tight end, but he got the second best or the second or third best tight end, depending on your rankings. Definitely the best tight end. One of the, I mean, top two tight end. Four that was left on the board. Exactly. He got that. He had keepers with uh, um, Ayuk and uh, Metcalf. And what did he do? He solidified that with A.J. Brown. So Lolly came in here and he just said, you know what? I want one of the best teams that I can draft. And that's exactly what he did. He didn't. He didn't really like stack anywhere. He didn't like uh, spread out. He did, or I mean, he just he just got the best guys on the board, and it, it shows that his team, because he got three of the top uh, twenty one players mm-hmm. available on the board, that really shows and how his team worked out. So for clarity, he kept DK Metcalf in the sixth round and Brandon Ayuk in the sixteenth round. Um, yeah, I really like Lolly's team. Um, my one reservation about it is his. Running backs can be a little shaky. Um, he has Dalvin Cook, and that's pretty much just it, at least for the time being. Um, he also ended up taking Darrell Henderson, Mike Davis, and Javante Williams. Um, right now, Javante Williams is in a running back 
by committee with Melvin Gordon. Fuck Mayor Man. So, I mean, Javante could become that, that RB2 that he wants or he needs um, later right. on in the season. Uh, Darrell Henderson, I'm a little shaky on. Um, they drafted him with some high draft capital in 2019, and then the next season drafted Cam Akers. Right. Um, so but he, but to be fair, if you, you put Henderson in the same role he was doing last year, because Akers wasn't around last year either, because he got hurt. Yes. So he's very familiar in where the territory he's in. My issue with Henderson is he gets hurt also, and he's also, I think, currently dealing with a thumb issue. Right. Um. But and, I mean, but he still got Dalvin Cook ahead of that. That's not yes. like that's it's not like he, that's the top of his RBs, and he's got to kind of fight right. for positions. I'm there. just going off of I mean, Dalvin Cook's uh, in. of course, of course. But also, they also the Rams also just traded for Sony Michelle. Yes, that's so their their faith that they've shown in Henderson is a little lacking. That's my worry for him, and he also has Mike Davis, who right now is the RB one in Atlanta. Doesn't seem to have much competition. All fairness, Mike Davis did well last year filling in for MC or CMC. Right, but he's been in this league for a long time and re- really hasn't shown much. So that's and where I think his his RB group is just yeah. I think I think in a, I think in a redraft league, it's it's solid, especially with Cook leading the charge. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that Lolly did though is that he got Russell Wilson, which proven yes. last season, Russell Wilson to DK Metcalf is instantly a what. 60 point turn and if they if they start connecting together which they have done multiple times over last season and it worked out very very well yeah so i think that his rb like you said his rb class is a little weak but he sacrificed that for all the great opportunities that he got in wide receiver tight end and later a little bit uh quarterback yeah i think he's got a very solid chance to get the first four uh title win on the trophy this year yeah i'm not trying to shit on his team but he i mean to be fair, he has a lot of great flex options too. He took, yep. he had uh, Ayuk, he has Tyler Boyd, he has um, Mike Davis. Like he could still fit into that flex spot, mm-hmm. and he also took some high high potential with um, Rugs looking to be that wide receiver one in Vegas. Yep, I'm trying to bust out there. So you and know. with the trade, which will still go under um, yeah. a little bit, mm-hmm. he ended up getting Jalen Waddle, who a lot of people think is going to have a breakout rookie season so right you know he's pretty much so solidifying every slot in his team and punting his rb2 yeah so i, I all in all i think lolly had a very very solid draft first place you sometimes you get tied into this oh i gotta take this guy first round and then my my uh draft doesn't come back together the way i wanted to this one i think it worked out perfectly the way john lolly wanted and to. he still has a scary team he ended up in the semis last year he has a chance to at least make it back to to that a hundred percent i can see that happening um the next team we're going to talk about is johnny who i'm going to call thick thighs at the cost of the wide receiver lottery the reigning champion the reigning champion now to be fair john uh, johnny has one of the scariest uh triple threat rb combos in the league right now he's got camara who can run all over a team, which we've seen him do multiple times. He's got Henry, who's got probably, if he breaks out, he breaks out. He gets a 90-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's the end of that game. And Miami has come out and said they, are, they will lean on Gaskin as a running back. So, all in all, that's solid. He stays with his thick-thigh-loving mantra, yep. and they're the clear starters of their team with heavy workloads ahead of them yep. in this season. Two of those his keepers, Derek Henry in the second, yes. Miles Gaskins in the 16th. Yes, and then the first pick of, of, of the draft for him, it just solidified his running back core. That being said, I can't say the same about his wide receivers. 
every single one of his wide receivers is either in an A, B position or it's just like a too many mouths to feed situation where you don't know who's going to get the points this game. Mm-hmm. You got he's got Woods, he's got to worry about Cup. He's got Higgins, you got to worry about Chase coming up and Boyd stealing targets. He's got uh, Anderson, he's got to worry about Moore being the the first receiver over there. He's got Fuller. Everybody in Miami's trying to catch balls over there. There's yep. like six wide receivers over there that sh- that can be viable during the season. You don't know how it's going to shake out. It just makes for a messy wide receiver situation, and him taking Brandon Cooks as well. That's just, I mean, you know, th- that's Houston. Houston's yeah. going to be kind of a shit show this this year, but I think they're going to put up some garbage time time points. It's just, I, it's all of his wide receivers could just be eliminated from the equation in any game that he plays. Now, for Johnny's sake, I am a big fan, big big fan of Bobby Trees this year. Yes, I think Matthew Stafford is going to improve. Uh, Robert Woods' game, even Cooper Cup's game too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm not too upset about it. I don't know if I would like Robert Woods as my one. Right. I would love him as my two. Or exactly, yeah. Because um, I mean, you just put you just put two two corners on yep. Woods, and then all of a sudden it's just Cup's game to get all the points. Yep. Yeah. And I I feel pretty much the same way with T Higgins. Yep. I would love him as my RB, as my wide receiver two, not so much as my wide receiver one. Right flip-flop that with Robert Woods. Yeah. But yeah. I still think they they do have a big chance to have a uh, great year this year. Right. Yeah, and I agree. And and with the way he uh, Johnny drafted a quarterback and a tight end, I think mm-hmm. he got both of them pretty late. He got Herbert right before um, the wilson Rogers play, yeah. and he got Tanya and t- took him right from Dom because Dom didn't yeah. draft his boy. I'm not – I know Tanya is – he was the tight end three last year. Yes. Um, I'm not so much so high on him as much as everybody else. He is in his fourth, fifth year, and he's only had one big year. Um, so, I mean, he he's in Green Bay. They're going to pass the ball. So he has a chance to break out. I don't know if – I think I would have taken Kyle Pitts over Brandon Cooks. That would have been a perfect move right there. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, but at the end of the day, though, uh, uh, Rodgers likes him. You yeah. know that Rodgers can support a tight end like that, especially with the high power offense later on. Yeah. So it's not a bad move for sure. And I think Johnny's going to have moments in this season where he's going to look at his RBs. He's going to be like, I'm good. I don't need to look at this. And then he's going to start frustratingly trying to organize his uh, yeah. wide receivers based on matchup. And looking at a lot of his receivers, he's. The thing is, he's very boomer bust, so he could have those huge weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, All of his receivers could hit every single yes. week, and that's 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 fine, and that's what he wants. But they have uh, they also have those that low floor where a lot of them can disappear. Yeah, throughout the year, exactly. and that's the year we'll be hearing Johnny scream. Those weeks we'll be hearing Johnny screaming all over the house. It's going to be uh, weeks one and ten, Johnny. Weeks one and ten. <laughs> <laughs> Next team up, we have Christian's team picking third. Yes, we do, and Christian's team is I'm going to call team. Pump and dump, because this team, it, it kind of scares me, not going to lie. So, round one, barring anything happening to its health, Aaron, uh, uh, Jones is a solid, every week, point-scoring machine. Same thing could be said about Hopkins, unless he's got some kind of vaccination thing going on. COVID, I mean, you know, COVID, all that jazz. Whatever, same thing. He's he's Kyler Murray's going to throw to him. He was had the best play of the season last year, argu- arguably, from Kyler Murray in double coverage. You're not going to stop those guys from getting points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Outside of that, the team starts to become completely unstable, in my opinion. Carson, he's a solid pick. I like Carson in uh, Seattle. The, he just he he's very inconsistent with his health, mm-hmm. and Penny is always there to vulture stuff. Well, Penny was Penny was hurt last year, so I'm not really worried about Penny. Right. Um, but I am worried about Carson's health. 
uh, he he played great in the beginning of last year. I think he was averaging somewhere close to like twenty points in the first four yes, weeks. Yes, which is fine. Weeks. Then he got hurt and exactly. Missed that's that's the thing. Carson always throws up good points, and then you got to just find somebody to replace him halfway through the season for like four to six weeks while you struggle to get a playoff spot, which is not something that I personally enjoy. But you know, he yeah. like I said, he go he went in the third for a good reason. He still he can still get you solid points. You just got to worry about him maybe disappearing from your team. Outside of him, though, you have uh, the rest of his team: Cooper on on uh, uh, Dallas. You have Claypool. Connor, Sutton, Landry, and Drake. All of them, kind of the same problem with Johnny. They're in committees or just not not the first look on their team. And it's gonna be there's gonna be weeks where Christian's gonna have matchups where it's just gonna be like, I don't have confidence that I'm all my guys are gonna get ten points. Yeah. And I I would absolutely hate that in my season personally. Yeah, he a couple of those guys, I mean Claypool had big weeks last year and then also threw up like one point games yeah, the next one week. two points yeah but christian had to go with his he had to get his pit boy i mean you know i understand get your yeah, get you your boys. Get boys get gotta get your boys but at the same time dante johnson is the guy they're trying to push over there yeah he's he's the guy that the coaching staff is like oh i don't care that that claypool's getting a bunch of points i want to throw to dante johnson i'm actually worried about looking at it over i'm i'm kind of worried about his running back situation yeah, like i said he after aaron jones, after aaron jones. Carson, and after then kenyon drake who's in who's Back up to Josh Jacobs, yep. John Connor, who's back up to Chase Edmonds. Edmonds. Yep, that I think. Just looking how the board fell, I would have took that Javante. I would have took Javante Williams over Connor. I would rather the upside of well, Javante supplanting than than rather yeah. just hoping for maybe a touchdown a game. Because believe me, I've had uh, uh, things uh, a committee with Drake. I had to deal with that last year. That is not a committee you want any part of. Just hoping that they get yep. to the one yard line stop and Drake can push it in. Not not something you're going to want to start your team with. Yeah, I, I I mean I like Christian's team from from wide receiver standpoint though, he has yeah. he has Hopkins he has Cooper and he could cover those flex spots with uh, Claypool and Sutton. But as you called his team team pump and dump, I like to call them team anti-vax. Okay, uh, you have Lamar Jackson, you have DeAndre Hopkins, you have Cole Beasley all speaking out against the vaccine. I think Lamar got the finally got it. I don't know, but you know availability is the best of ability. So. If, right. If they get COVID during the season, they're out for, I believe, a minimum 10 games if they're yeah. not vaccinated. Yeah, though, speaking of Lamar, I think Lamar, I he's got – this is kind of his, like, uh, prove or to lose it season. Yes. And I think, to be fair for Christian, I am on board with, Jackson, uh, with Lamar Jackson actually showing that he is a quarterback worthy of being taken in the top three, at least the top five of quarterbacks in the season. I think this season they're going to run him less, and he's going to show that he can throw the ball personally. We'll personally. <laughs> One of the reasons why I'm so happy that I don't have any shares of Mark Andrews this year is because I don't have to rely on Lamar Jackson's arm. Well, nobody's going to rely on um, anything on the Ravens' running field right now, so he's going to be throwing the ball at least to somebody. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Christian's team, like I said, I, I think his team just might straight up ghost him uh, for it, it weeks, can. and and I, that's scary to me personally, so I, I don't know. That's that's I think I think he has a good shot to get a lot of points, but the playoffs going to be like a hit or miss depending I on who he's he going will up against. Fight for that last spot, kind okay. of like what he did this year before his or last year before the the floor. And that's out. that's not barring injuries or anything. Obviously, no. injuries are random. It's just b- not if barring injuries, not by, barring any waiver wire or free agency right. pickups. Right, right, right. I think he'll be fighting for that last. Okay, spot. yeah, all right, or one of the wild cards. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so uh, next we have Mike's team. Who 
I think Mike during the draft right now, uh, this 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 draft, I think he just sat there and he just said, "Hey, you know what? I'm just gonna sit here, mm-hmm. start fishing. I'm gonna start fishing for teams. If I get a bite, a nibble, if I see a good catch, snag them up." I think that was Mike's whole entire thing this day, this this draft. He has a solid core of a ru- running back squad. He's got Zeke, Montgomery, and Robinson. Both of those, two of those were keepers. Yep. So he pick- got extremely lucky on his keepers. Yep. David Montgomery in the fifth, James Robinson in the sixteenth. Good, good keepers. Very good value. So because he he started like that with good good running backs, he just picked a top uh, running back in the first. Then he went back and he said, you know what, I'm going to get a solid wide receiver squad. So we went and in three rounds in a row, he got McLaren, Godwin, and Cup. All mm-hmm. of which, you know, they do have, Cup has that share with Woods that we just talked about. And Godwin has that many mouths to feed, um, high caliber offense, which you're a little scared that he might, you know, Cup, uh, Godwin might get... No points the game that uh, A.B. and uh, Mike Evans yep. show up. But if you want, Godwin's his second choice. Yep. Uh, McLaren's the first choice on the team, so that's a lot safer of a bet than the other teams that we just talked mm-hmm. about. I think that it's a he he had very very good value on the on the picks that he had, and I think when he when something came around, he's like this guy is not this guy should have gone already, and he just snagged him up. And I think that's a great way to do the draft. And even Cooper Cup, like like we talked about with Johnny before. I don't like Robert Woods as my as my wide receiver one, but I love Cooper Cup as my flex two. Yeah, exactly. As your flex two, Cooper Cup is is miraculous because because yeah. if because if you think he's gonna have a hard matchup, you just swap him out. And and even Mike's next pick, you know, he he had a keeper in fifth round, but his sixth round pick was OBJ. You have OBJ as the first one off your bench, like Ex- exactly. And that and that's technically the first the 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 top receiver over there. Yeah. So that that's that's uh, as a bench player that or bye week player that's that's exactly what you want. I, I honestly I wrote this down in our big brain for the draft. I loved Mike Straff overall. Mm-hmm. Um, he he did get extremely lucky with his keepers, which great for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, he, you know, he ended up like we said, his bench is OBJ, Jerry Judy, which is great. Michael Gallup fell to the fourteenth round for him. Um, a couple things I don't like. I like you brought up the the two quarterbacks. I'm not so sure if I like that, especially if having Aaron Rodgers. You're not really going to stream quarterbacks too much. Well, we know that Mike's cheesehead, so you but, were you were expecting no, no, Aaron I like Rogers. I like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not sure if I like the Tom Brady. Okay, okay. Um, but I'm not going to jump on that too much. I think right once again, his biggest misstep was going Michael Carter. Um, I know from the looks of it, he is the highest ADP for Jets running backs, but. I don't think he is anywhere close to the RB1 for the Jets. Right. Currently, he might be at the end of the season. I don't think he's 8th or 7th round worthy. Grant, granted, Mike did pick Michael Carter as his 4th right. running back option. But this is but, where I'm going again. But Kyle Pitts yeah. was the 8th round, was the first pick in the 8th round. That would have been a perfect spot to take Kyle Pitts. If you had Zeke, Scary Terry, Godwin, Cup, Montgomery, James Robertson, and Pitts... You're looking like a really strong. strong yeah, I think I think that would have probably made it a perfect draft for Mike. Yeah. Um, but other than that, he still had a solid draft Very overall. Very solid draft. He won't. I don't think he'll be in the basement like he uh, he resided in last year. No. Yeah. I think the fact that he can literally lose or have a, a bye week or an injury come up for his top either wide receiver or running back and still have a solid floor or elevate him from his bench players and everything. I think he's got a solid team that's not gonna. He's not. He's gonna get points every week from his team, and that's that's really all you're trying to do. He so. does have one scary week. One uh, by one scary week by seven. week. 
he has Zeke and James Robinson on by. Well, that's when you get. That's when. That's you when you got the. That's when you, he got he got single Terry on by also. That's oh, oh well then then you got Carter yes. to show up. That so <laughs> looks at week seven looks like a rough week for Mike, but. Ooh, Listen, like yep. like I've like I've spoken in the draft, and I, a couple of people agree with me. You, I don't draft with bye weeks in mind. If you if you draft and all your players are off one week, you lose that week and you win every other week like a champion. Yep. That I mean that's that's the way you got to do it. In in my opinion, the overall only, the only reason you worry about uh, bye weeks is two tight ends, two two quarterbacks. That's it. Yeah. Overall, I think um, Mike had a fantastic draft. Yeah. I think picking fourth was the perfect position for him. Yeah, if I he, think if he would have drafted later, he wouldn't have had a graded draft. If he would have drafted earlier, eh, it would have been. I think okay. I think four was was the perfect spot. Yeah, the, the stars aligned with that one, so well done. Um, do, next we're gonna talk about Dom's team, which I'm gonna effectively call Team Touch You in the Morning and Walk Away. So this this team, listen, there's a lot to get excited about on this team, right? The first three rounds that he was Dom had a super solid run. He had Chubb, which we talked about, mm-hmm. which is great. He's the top option over there. Cream Hunt is, you know, in the mix, but he's definitely not going to take uh, points away from Chubb. He's the main back back there. Um, Robinson, he's the first look in Chicago, and I think uh, while he's not the sexiest pick, I think Chicago is going to have a ton of garbage, like Blake Bortles level of garbage time points over there, and Allen Robinson is going to eat. All of that up. He Dom's gonna look at games. He's, Alan Robinson's gonna have like four points, and then the fourth round's gonna happen, and then he's gonna blow up for like twenty-seven points. Yep, I think it's a good pick. Uh, on the way back, Dom picked up Mahomes, which again, solid pick. First, first quarterback off the board. A little, you know, I don't like it, but well, I mean, you you can argue yep. one way or the other, but Mahomes getting Mahomes and saying, yeah, that's my quarterback. Yep. That's something that's very nice to do, and I think it's definitely gonna service Dom for the rest of the season. Uh, after that, his keeper, um, Gibson, he's he's being hailed as like you know a CMC s keeper. He's got a lot of pass catching catching work, and now they have Fitzmagic in there. He's going to yep. have a lot of slot options, a lot of movement on the board. I think it's going to be a solid point getter. Gibson in the tenth, by the way. Yes, Gibson DJ Moore in the, in the fifth. Yeah, yeah. After that, though, you're all you know you're all revved up. You got a good team, and then you just you just look around. And you're like, wait a second, what happened? Because mm-hmm. I, I after that you got. You got nowhere to go. You got um, uh, you got Chase Edmonds, who is the top option over there. But again, you have John uh, Connor sitting there waiting to vulture every touchdown that you're going to yep. get in that in that game. And Arizona is well known for doing that, especially if you got Kyler Murray running in from the ten from ten. They yards could also out. just go air raid too. Exactly, they can go air raid. They got you know Hopkins over there. They got uh, yeah. It's 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 fr- Chase Edmonds is going to be frustrating this year, even though he is the top option. Mm-hmm. And then you know you got Moore, who's who's one A, but you got. You know, you got other options there, and he's got uh, Darnold throwing to him. Uh, Johnson, Dewante Johnson, he's got to share with Claypool, who will put up Juju. points. Juju is going to put up the points in the slot. Galladay, uh, you know, fan- a little bit of fandom right there, but mm-hmm. it is a solid ch- pick for him. But he's also coming off injury. He's coming off injury, and the Giants aren't going to be the most high caliber offense this season, as I, you know, hate to say it with my heart heavy. So it's not going to be the best look. And then you got Debo Samuel. Um, down there as well, and Corey Davis, Corey Davis, who are both backup slash, you know, no, Corey you, Davis is the wide receiver one. Well, yeah, but at the same time, the team he's on again, not, right. a, not a high caliber offense. I think once again, Dom just went to wide receiver heavy in the middle. I mean, it's it gets hard at this point because a lot of the running backs are off the table. You're getting a lot of backups. Yeah. Um, my my biggest concern is I know he, you know, Mahomes is Mahomes. Yes, he's. You know the top QB, but is it too early to pick 
Mahomes at this spot, especially how his draft was turning out. I mean, I guess hindsight's twenty twenty when you look at it, but he took Mahomes and gave up DeAndre Swift, Michael or Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, right? Um, which could have really solidified that RB position, and you know RB is the hardest position to lock down. Exactly, and when when I look at Dom's team, all I think of is that he is one big injury or a misstep away from having his team just completely fall apart in his hands, yeah. personally, especially in the RB situation. Yeah, because, I mean, he has he has all these, you know, he has Robinson, Moore, Deontay Johnson, Galladay, Corey Davis, Debo Samuel. You can only play four of them, though. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and then and then when you you put up Nick Chubb, that's fine. And then you got, what, Chase Edmonds, you have, Gibson. You have Gibson, and then you have Chase Edmonds, and what else? Um, once again, I've got to say it again. That Kenny Galladay pick is a perfect spot for Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I, I mean, you can argue that. I mean, with with uh, Robinson, Moore, and Johnson, you could have picked up a tight end there. Dom decided to wait on the tight end a little bit. Got got Zeki, which you know, you never know how that's going to shake out over there in uh, I'm just in Miami. Keep throwing Kyle Pitts out to every team. <laughs> I mean, okay, listen, we yes, Joe, I mean, it's we all see. we all know you couldn't pick him because because Kittle had the same bye week as Pitts. I understand, but at the same time. I think that the uh, Kenny Galladay pick there is a solid choice. I think it is. I mean, I think it's good. I mean, Kenny Galladay was a second-round pick last year before he got hurt. Right. Um, but when you are when you already have three wide receivers, uh, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. But, yeah. So, end of, end of the day, I think Dom's team is going to leave him with uh, a headache week to week and just blue balls after he just sits mm-hmm. there and, and looks at his team and he's, he wants he, – he can get all the points, but it's just going to – be held together very shakily to a degree yep. in my if, opinion if he stays healthy he could be at the top of the league i think how it ends up he'll be once again in that wild card spot yeah. um which is not to like say anything no. bad against anybody because i feel like especially last year that wild card spot's going to be very tight i yes i mean you could probably have all 10 teams currently fighting for the same spots. Yeah, I will say uh, I think Dom with a trade in the mid round running backs for uh, one of his wide receivers would probably be a very beneficial thing for him. Yeah, it'll lock lock some stuff down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so the next person we're gonna go with is uh, Chris. Chris, he's gonna be the high styling, profiling, slightly wheeling uh, player. I would say slightly wild and uh, slight. I'm gonna say slightly, slightly. He's he's got a minor uh, grease issue on what's going on here. So. Listen, uh, Chris had a great option to keep uh, Diggs in the sixth round. I think that's one of the best keepers of of this draft, straight up, because Diggs was probably the second, maybe third, if you want to get cocky. He probably would have been going right around that Tyreek Hill pick. Exactly. So the fact that he walked away with Barkley, who, you know, your your reservations on Barkley, depending on whether he's he's injuries. He's he's great. Yeah, injuries. But when he's healthy, he's healthy, and he should be able to put up points – more or less for what he was before he went down for a couple yeah. seasons. Um, and then he came back around and he got Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill in the second, when you have that digs, that's insane. I love, the, I love the pair of just Saquon, Tyreek Hill, and Diggs. It's so much potential. It's 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 a lot. It, and it's it, good floor. Yeah, it's it. You're gonna you're gonna look at it and you're gonna be like, okay, where are my points? Let's go. Come on, bring them on. And and I think it's a solid thing getting the icing on the cake when you got Hill when you already have Diggs. Yes. And then and then you get a little bit of backup for Barkley with Swift. He killed the man. <laughs> we don't talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> 
you, you get a little bit of backup when you got Swift on the on 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 the uh, third pick, and you have uh, Rojo who got a lot of points last season. Now he's in a little bit of a competition with uh, Fournette, but I think that solidifies your top uh, roster spots. So it, yeah. it fills up your wide receivers and your running backs, and I think Chris is really solid going into the I think he's really solid. I think his he needs another running back because he only has four on the staff. He also took A.J. Dillon, who can have a great year. He can fill that Jamal uh, Williams role. Um, and if Aaron Jones gets hurt, he is a lock for points. Exactly. He's, he's, he's a lock for some point. He could be a serviceable flex play. Yeah. Um, the things I really like about Chris's team is how he rounded out his wide receivers after going – Hill, Diggs, and Lockett as his top three. Yeah, Lockett is also very underrated as well. He ended up getting DJ Chark at eight, which is, I think, good value, though it's a little messy over there with the receivers. He got Jacoby Myers at 12, who started to go off at the end of last year, Mm. Um, but we'll see how he is. It's New England. They have a a rookie quarterback. I'm not a big fan of that position yet, but we'll see. Uh, Jacoby did start to have a little flash at the end. Mm -hmm. And probably one of my favorite picks of the draft is he ended up getting Russell Gage at 14, who can take over that uh, wide receiver's two slot in in Atlanta. Yeah, Ridley's going to be taking over the top cornerback, and I think that taking Gage is kind of – uh, a bet against Pitts because Pitts is going to be like the Kelsey over there, and then you're saying who's who's the second option in uh, Kansas City, but pretty the, much. But at round but fourteen, at round fourteen, as a flyer that. for somebody that can give you wide receiver two numbers, that's not a bad pick at all. Yep. Um, so I think that, and the fact, and the other fact that he took a defense and a kicker early, he rounded out his team. He said, "Listen, this is my team. I'm going to start it every week. Deal with it." Yep. I think it's a very solid pickup. I love his quarterback pick. He took Matt Stafford. Um, I think Matt Stafford's in for a big year yep. switching teams over to the LA Rams. Um, I mean, we have a very crisp draft going two defenses. Yeah. Um, but, I, the, I mean, the other thing is, like I said, like, I mean, you know, he, he if any surprises come up, it's going to be strictly from injuries and not because his players didn't, didn't yeah. put up numbers. The only thing I don't like about his draft is the tight end. He's, I understand why uh, Dallas Goddard was his best value at the pick right. for his second round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I would have. I think he kind of just felt like I have my tight end. I don't have to worry about it. Right. Um, I think he could have addressed it with, you know, one of these later round picks with a Noah Font with a Tyler Higby type pick. Just a backup or or maybe a switch it up depending on how yeah. the defenses work out. Or maybe even like throw in the Gronk pick at that point. Right, exactly. Um, so so in my opinion, I think that Chris is going to be driving around in a Rolls Royce, but he's going to be begging for change in tight end yeah. position to try and fuel it to the playoffs, in yeah. my opinion. Because I think the issue is he took two – he took two defenses like he always does. He also took Mac Jones in the 15th, which could have... You could switch that out. I don't though. know if you really need... You can easily just pick up Matt Ryan there. You, you, I, I you can just swap think, him. I don't think you need a, a quarterback. You don't need one, but if yeah. Stafford gets hurt, which, you know, Stafford can... He's got a bad back, yeah. so Stafford is not the healthiest man in the world. Uh, but if, if having a backup quarterback and seeing Mac Jones, who, after Cam got fired, is a surefire bet to play ball... I just think you're <laughs> killing your depth for your, your bench depth, but... His his starters are are solid all around. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Chris is a definitely a good shot to get another champion under his belt, for sure. At least get in the playoffs easy. He'll he'll be fighting for the play. I mean, yeah. everyone's gonna be fighting for the playoffs this year. But yeah, I think I, I think, don't think he'll be. I think up- I think Chris is gonna be solid playoffs fighting for a bye week. Personally, yeah. Barring any <laughs> major injury, I think if his team could stay healthy, I mean, the the issue is he has Saquon Barkley, he has DeAndre Swift as his top two. Um, both are coming off of injuries. That is, um, week one is going to be a DeAndre little. DeAndre Swift is kind of ruled in now. Yeah. Um, he also just killed. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but 
it's they got they got to stay healthy for yeah. him to do well, or else he's going to be hurting for for backup running backs. Right, right, yeah. So I mean, like I said, solid, solid move, solid plays. I think Chris is an excellent shot this season. And speaking of backup running backs, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to call my team, which I I think I did a very fair assessment. Joe Joe read yep. this before I put it in. I'm going to call this P.T. Barnum's Extravagant Circus. So and for <laughs> point. Uh, Christian McCaffrey kept in the first, Damian Harris in the 16th. Yes. So, uh, you starting you, off the draft with two So, so I didn't get a first RB. round pick yep. and I start off the draft with two running backs. Yes. So as did uh as did um Mike. Johnny, Johnny and Mike. Yes, Johnny, Johnny and Mike both did that and they both w- got some wide receivers in early. What I did instead was I chose in my second pick Clyde Edwards, and in my third pick, Sanders. Well, Sanders. So my running back core is McCaffrey, Edwards, Sanders, Damian Harris by round three. Yep. That is a, in my opinion, solid foundation and base to try and prop up what is what I call team. Those are my boys. Those are your boys. <laughs> those are my boys because Wait, I every not- pick outside of those those top picks and my keepers yep. was me reaching for a minimum round two rounds out of what where I was drafting. The biggest surprise <laughs> from your draft was that Miles Sanders pick because George Kittle was right there. Your boy. My, your I, boy I do love me was there. some George Kittle. He's like a good barbecue on a Sunday. And I was expecting <laughs> George Kittle when you handed me that slip of paper and when I open it up, what do I see? Miles, Miles Sanders. Sanders. Your fourth running back. Yes, exactly. So... Uh, and I did have a reason for that. I wanted a uh, sermon a little later, so I mm-hmm. didn't want to stack the Kittle sermon uh, train there. Um, outside of the top picks, like I said, my wide receivers, on the other hand, are going to be – it's just a ragtag band of outcast wide receivers that will either make this the greatest wide receiver core that I, that, that you'll see outside of top-tier players mm-hmm. uh, made together of, like, you know, like little giants come back from behind or they're going to completely shit the bed and I'm going to have the worst season that I've ever had and maybe get Sacco. It all depends on what happens and how they step up to the plate. Really. Yeah, and it doesn't <laughs> look great. Uh, I mean, let's go through it. You have Jamar Chase yep. uh, who has – not catch the ball because he they don't have white stripes on the ball yep. anymore. They need to play, uh, you know, the white stripes. Uh, Michael Pittman, whose quarterback is currently out. Yep. Um, Mike Williams, who I actually I heard is having a pretty decent camp. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Marquise Callaway, who for at least the first six weeks of the season, or at least the first five because they have a week six bye, solid uh, option, will be contending for that wide receiver one slot. Yep. On the Saints, who now have Jameis Winston, who can throw the ball. Um, we haven't really seen him since he got LASIK surgery. Yep. So we'll see if uh, if his accuracy is a little bit better. Uh, you have the the burner from Kansas City, Miko Hardman, who Who's technically everybody thought was going to be Tyree Kill's um, replacement, but he's still trying to live up to that. We'll see if he, he can is. get into that. And he is the third option there with Kelsey. And you have, was it Ronald? Rashad. Rashad Bateman. Yeah. From Baltimore, who, who's with, risky. With now all the running back injuries, I think yep. he's going to transfer into a great back half of the, the season. The one issue play. is he is currently on the IR. Yeah, so I won't be able to use him until week like eight, let's say. Um, that being said, like I said, I th- I think I'm going to build this. I, I, I wanted to build a team this season that I wanted mm-hmm. to tinker with my wide receivers. And I think having, hey, listen, these are my running backs. Don't I don't need to fuck with them. And then going to my wide receivers and saying, let's see if this guy blows up. Let's see if this guy works out. Jamar Chase was my first guy overall. I think he's going to be one of the last receivers to develop. Mm-hmm. I think my top receivers in this is definitely Pittman and Williams. And yes. my flexes are just going to be my wide, my running backs. I mean, the one good thing <laughs> is, unlike every other team, um, you have your 
flex is covered with your with your uh, running backs, which right. nobody else could say. So you <laughs> instead of like say Johnny or whoever I said before, right, has you know or Dom, he's playing two running backs and four wide receivers. Right, you could play four running backs and two uh, wide receivers. Yeah, because I did take Trey Sermon, who because I have four running backs ahead of him, I can see how he develops and see if he oh, supplants yes. Mozart in the running game. Uh, you also picked up T uh, J Hawkinson. Picked Not him up TJ a little. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked him up a little early. Um, I picked him up. Yeah. I picked him up in the uh, sixth, sixth round. round. I think that that's going to be a good play. I think golf, that's going to be golf's dump stat, especially because you got no high caliber wide receivers. Yeah, out I think there. he's 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 the number one target. I could see why you take him over Pitts because right. Pitts is a rookie. Um, it's, it's a really a toss up between those two at that point. Um, I really just want. I think it's a good pickup. <laughs> For this for this season, I really just wanted security and everything but wide receiver. Yep, pretty much, uh, because later in the later in the rounds, I did have Joe Burrows, and then immediately came back and picked up Tannehill. Yep. I picked up Burrows for the stack and chase in case that becomes a monster combo, and I went back and got Tannehill because Tannehill is going to be a better play most other weeks. Yeah, that was a good pivot uh, because, like we said, you had Dak Prescott and Tom Brady go off that round. That, yes, that mean you were were going to take right one of the uh, one or the other. Right, uh, they both got taken. You took Joe Burrow. I. You elected. I, I elected to not take Tannehill. Not take Tannehill in both your in picks. both those picks. So I decided, hey, listen, I was choosing between these two guys. I'm yep. just gonna make a committee out of it and just snagged them both. And that's actually a stack that I like. Uh, yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of stacking when you don't have to because it does take up a bench spot. But I think Joe Burrow and Tannehill kind of complement each other. Yeah. Um, so I think that's actually a pretty good. Yeah. Stack. So I, I'm gonna say my team is either gonna be one of the greatest shows of fantasy football season that I'm gonna put on with the wide receiver ragtag team. Or it's going to become, hey, who's going to face Brian this week? Oh, he's the bottom of the pile. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I think it, your team's going to have to go to uh, the Church of Clutch every, uh, every I, Sunday. I pray every Sunday to the church in James Jones. <laughs> That's where we live. Uh, next, we're going to go with the My other team. commissioner, Joe's team, who I'm going to call efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. Because what Joe did is he went to the draft board and he said, all right, I kept two uh, wide, wide receivers is my keepers. He Keenan kept Allen Ke in the sixth and C.D. Lamb in the ninth. Right. So what are you gonna do? Running back. Next next pick. Running back. Next pick. Hey, surprise Kittle. Tight end. Secure tight end. Don't need to worry about it. Pick after that. Running back. Pick after that. Running back. So he went Harris, Mixon, Kittle, Gus, which you know we we all know now, and uh, Hunt. And I think for a running back squad, that's a pretty solid squad. It's a pretty solid squad. Pretty solid squad pending Gus Edwards, but now you have Bell and all that yep. jazz. You know whatever you think about that. So I think, and then and then you said, okay, I locked down my running backs. So what? what there are, are no more running backs left. So what do we do now? <laughs> so what do we do now? Hey, I know. I think I'm going to pick up five wide receivers in a row. Let me get Keenan, Keenan Allen. Let me get Michael Thomas for a late round shooter in the in the back half of the season. Let me get uh, Antonio Brown so we can catch some balls from the goat. Let me get a uh, C.D. Lamb, who you know keeper, but yep. he's he's a good option with Dak. And uh, let me pick up Waddle because he might break out into a big season later in the game. Uh, I, I I like. The way your team worked out, personally, I mean, mm -hmm. I think the big wide receiver run in the middle that's got uh, Keenan Allen as a high as a high caliber guy, C.D. Lamb's your round, your number two. I think they got a lot of targets coming towards them, so I think those are good solids. The other your other uh, wide receivers, breakouts, late round people that might you know injuries might come into play, but other than that, I think y you got your your solid front half of your team pretty much worked out right right off the bat. Yeah, that was the plan. I mean, going into it, I thought about taking Travis Kelsey in the in the one pick. Mm. Um, but then I could have been in Gooby's situation. Yes. Because uh, on that turn, it could have easily gone Harris, Eckler, Mixon, back to back to back. Boom. And yeah. I would have been shit out of running backs. I will say that going back to my team, if somebody picked 
Harris, Eckler, Mixon, Edwards, I would have taken had a very different draft. <laughs> what was Tyreek Hill's next? Uh, no, it probably would have been Kevin Ridley, oh, wow, actually. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, I had Kevin Ridley. He was my boy. So. Yeah, so so going into it, uh, you know, I, was, I decided on I'm going to go with Najee Harris. I think Mixon's going to have a great year this year, but I didn't want to pick Mixon first because I thought – then it would definitely go Najee Eckler. Of course, yeah. So I had a feeling that Gooby and Kevin wouldn't take Mixon, so I decided to take Najee first. And it did help that Devontae Adams was locked in, so yep. you knew he wasn't taking two RBs. I knew there's only three spots, and, yep. I, and I had a feeling Gooby would go Kelsey. All right, so there you go. Um, and then getting back to me, Kittle was there. I had to take him. Yeah. Um, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. I thought about Josh Jacobs for a second, but at that point, just you just easy lock in. He, he wasn't going to be there on the four turnaround for yep. you. Yeah. And Gus Edwards, I got to go with him. Um, at that point, his value was skyrocketing. Uh, I think the biggest thing is my wide receivers. Um, with Keenan, I think that's the biggest yeah, With hit, Keenan and CD locked down, Keenan Allen was just a couple years ago the top three, the number three wide receiver on the season. Right. Um, Justin Herbert is coming in. As long as he doesn't have a, a sophomore slump, I think Keenan Allen's going to get peppered with, um, with receptions. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was going for. I was going for a high reception. Wide receivers, right? You know, CD Lamb uh, with Dak coming back is gonna he's gonna throw the ball to him. He started to throw the ball to him before he got hurt. You do um, you do still have uh, Gallup and you have Cooper there, and Cooper but, did go before, and Cooper in some drafts. Yep, he's still gonna be there. He's he knows the plays. He's been there a while, stuff like that. But, but CD Lamb has been going off in training yes. camp. Yes, yes, um, yes, he was gaining Dak's um, favor. Mm-hmm. So no brainer keeper. Yep. And then I decided to play a little risky. I wanted Michael Thomas. Um, yes. Even if he does not play at all, it's the risk I'm willing to take. If he comes back, he's getting receptions. That's what he does. He ta- he gets the ball. If he does come back, he will get he will get targets. He's the big boy yep. over there, and he's going to get looks at least a, at least targets. He might not catch catch the ball, but he's going to get a lot of targets. Which and is what I you love like to I love taking that player that is hurt in the beginning of the year or suspended in the beginning of the year and getting them mid season. It's like a fresh free agency act uh get and it right. could supply the a nice only, boost. the only thing that you need to worry about is that Michael Thomas stayed on that pup list all year last year pretty much that is the worry and you know that he has bad blood with New Orleans so. yes which uh, a trade might completely screw you on that it could also help it could also help but that's um, the hope and the Michael Thomas trade pickup was more of a keeper right plan right, which right. is why I took him in the seventh I would have Love to have him in the eighth, mm. but the plan wasn't going to work that way because if I kept my if I drafted Michael Thomas in the eighth, I wouldn't be able to keep him and CD Lamb. Right, they would have sub- occupied the same keeper slot, and that way I have the option of keeping both of them next year if I wanted to. Right, and then and like I said, the rest of your team sh- you you really waited on that QB. Yep. So that kind of screwed you in the end. You went end of the draft with Fitzpatrick and Watson. Yep. What'd you do? You turn around with the trade. Both of them aren't on your team anymore. Nope. So you picked up some filler back lotto tickets. You especially helped with Bell going with Gus down. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So I ended up with Sony Michelle, who can be a replacement wide receiver or running back. Elijah Moore, the rookie from the Jets, who I think could have a breakout season. There's a lot of ho- uh, hype behind him. A lot of praise from A.J. Brown. And then Tyson Williams, who nobody knew who he was, and is now the talk of the town with Gus Edwards going down. Yep. I had to get my handcuff. Um, but the big trade of – I guess we could talk about it here since we talked yeah. about mine and Lolly's team. Um, the big trade of the day, the morning after, I traded Jalen Waddell 
rookie from Miami, mm-hmm. two lolly for Dak Prescott. Right. I, I'm okay with that trade. I don't think it's a bad trade, personally. I don't think so either. But you know, well, that's also my trade. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Jalen Waddle was my tenth round pick. Dak Prescott was Lolly's eleventh um, round pick. I thought about taking Dak there, but I saw the wa- the the value on Waddle. Um, lots of talk of him becoming that wide receiver one in Miami. Um, there's there's also plant. There's what six people like I said over there. So it's it's yeah. Fuller, it's Waddle, it's uh, uh, you know Kiki. It's uh, there's a whole bunch of people over there that are injured, suspended, hurt, coming back, trying to b- make the name for himself. Two has got plenty of options, and you you got to see how Waddle shakes out. But so the the next morning after the draft, I texted Lolly. I said, Hey Lolly, what do you want for Dak? Background info. All he said, yeah, a little background info. <laughs> All he said was trade sent. I opened it up. Jalen Waddle for Dak Prescott. Lolly's still got Wilson. You get a quarterback. It worked out. Yep. And the thing that Lolly told me is like, hey, he's like, I was so mad when you took that Jalen Waddle pick. (laughs) So it worked out. It's kind of like I was happy with my draft. I looked at him like, shit, I really need a quarterback. I knew I should have taken Dak at that spot. And so hindsight 2020, we just flip the picks. Yep. And like I said, uh, final note on your team, I think it's going to be a great team, serviceable, consistent points to get every week. It's going to make you – it, you're, it's going to make it hard for you to beat boom and bust teams, though, because I think your team's got a little less boom than the other boom teams, but definitely a lot less bust. I so. think at least in the in the early season, that, that that's a fair, act, yeah. fair statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, I I don't want I don't want those those ninety point weeks. I want to always have a fighting chance. Right, right. And that's what consistency does. Right. Yeah. Um, next, we're going on to Gooby's team. Gooby's team. I'm going to ask Gooby one question as his team name. I'm going to be like, Yo, Gooby, you got enough eggs? Because Damn. You got eggs, and you got them all in one basket. <laughs> now, it's, not the, it's not Brian's basket. No, no, not my basket. <laughs> um, so you had Jonathan Taylor as your keeper in the, in the fifth. Per, great keeper. Jonathan Taylor was being drafted, I think, at his ceiling pretty much in his ADP. People were drafting him over, over like, solid running backs. but I think after the top board, he was after CEH. Yeah. So he was in that second round ADP, which you know he that, with where, how he played last season, I can absolutely see yeah. it. But I think that he's not going to perform much better than that, or at least better than the guys ahead of him yeah. in there. So I think he was being drafted as his, as his ceiling. Getting him in the fifth is definitely a lot safer of a bet. Great yep. keeper. Um, Josh Allen in the thirteenth is the yes, other one. Yes, Josh Allen in the thirteenth. You also, can't complain about you that. can't complain about this. What's arguably the second best quarterback, and definitely showed it last season, throwing to Diggs like and running in touchdowns like it was his job. Um, and then and then in the beginning of the draft, he got Kelsey, top one of the top uh, options, top mm-hmm. if you can still consider you know thirty two. Mahomes is there to supplement him, tons of points. Don't worry about it. And then he built a wide receiver core. Which is which will make the rest of the league a little jealous. If I had Ridley, Thielen, and Julio going in as my wide receiver core, I wouldn't be upset about it. Nope. it I set them and forget them. Those those guys are going to get your points. Thielen, like we said, he got drafted a little higher than maybe he should have, but he's still going to get points on that offense. You're still going to see Kirk Cousins throw to him. He's going to get touchdowns. Same thing with Julio. Big options over there. He's he's the big guy. He's the the. Uh, the pro bowler, he's going to go over there, he's going to catch balls. That's all he's going to do. And then Ridley, obviously, with Matt Ryan. Not a problem. And even rounding out his, his wide receivers, since mm-hmm. we're talking on yeah, him. Go he, got, he got Chenault in the seventh, which might have been a little bit early, but you know, it's I, still great value. I think I, it I might think be right around his spot. Yeah, I think it's right around his spot. And Chenault's and being toted, toted as the X receiver yeah. over there to break out this I mean, year. I have a, I've picked up a lot of shares of Chenault this yeah. year, especially with uh, Etienne going down. Yep. He can be that... that 
that guy, um, that gadget player, mm-hmm. that Percy Harvin player. Yeah. Um, so he's great to have on on your bench. Yep. And he in, he was able to get Juju, who dropped all the way to the ninth. I think a lot of people are afraid of Juju. I love. <laughs> I would Juju. be afraid of Juju after last year too. But Juju is still a player. He's still going to get you some points. He's definitely running the slot over in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, so. lo- I love Juju at that spot. I love him even earlier, just not for the wide receivers that were already there for my picks. But right. I think Juju and the ninth is great value. Exactly. Now, everything up to the fifth round, I thought Gooby Seam was shaping up pretty good. Yes. Anything after that, it's really hard to make anything palatable there. Yes. You got you got bottom to top, wide, wide receivers. So let's go, you know, go going from the bottom. Marlon Mack, late round flyer in the uh, 12th. Who is now dropped? Who is who's now dropped? But Marlon Mack, it's a it's a throwaway. You, we're not going to talk a lot about Good Mack, drop, but, though, but he's but a back to a backup. Yep, you're not going to see a lot from him. Um, Lindsey, he's could be a good pass catcher, especially if they go into garbage time mode, like I said with Allen Robinson. But I think he's he also, might be the number one running back, or at least. Well, David Johnson's not going to Or at least anywhere. forecasted to be the highest scoring one. Right. But you have David Johnson. You have Mark Ingram. Yeah. And, and it's it's Houston, who does not have Deshaun Watson this year, it's, or at least it, don't want to play it's him It's one of the year. messiest committees, I think, in the league this year. As For my opinion, I don't think I want anything to do with Houston's offense mm-hmm. this season, except for maybe A-Rob. Um, and then you got Williams. Uh, Brandon Cook. Well, no, no, no. Uh, Allen Robinson in He's Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then, so then you have, so then you have uh, Williams, who Swift is going to be the guy this yep. year. He's forecast to do everything. So Williams, really more of a backup situation. He's definitely shown he could carve out a role like he did in Green Bay, but still, it's it's ba- it's a backup role or third down back passing. Catch Ma- maybe if they're on the one yard line and Swift's a little tired, he's not going to be somebody you want to plug in. I mean, the only the only positive is. Like we said before, Swift has injuries, so it can be Gooby can be hoping on that, right? And then, and then who who Gooby has as his second running back off the board right after the Jonathan Taylor keeper, Zach Moss, who in my opinion is in a fifty-fifty timeshare with Singletary on who's going to get the ball. It's and, like spinning a wheel. And Gooby should know this because last year he kept Devin Singletary. Yep, and he had to deal with Zach Moss just yep. vulturing everything from Maybe Singletary. Maybe that's why he did it. May I don't but, know. It's one of honestly, it's one of the worst RB groups I've ever seen. You know when you when wow you, no, no <laughs> I'll be I'm gonna be straight about okay this. okay when when you have Jonathan Taylor as your fifth over or your fifth round pick, you're like man, he's gonna have a good RB group, right? And he said, nah, fuck that, I ain't gonna do anything in my RB group. I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, and, not not picking a running back in the first four rounds. Here, here's what I said hurt. before. Adam Thielen, third round. You have Josh Jacobs. You take Josh Jacobs. You have Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor. You lock down your running back room. That would that that would be he nice. Could've, he could have had Adam Thielen at that that Julio spot. Yeah, and then you would have taken like what Devontae Johnson, where you yeah. took Zach Moss. I mean, hind- again, hindsight, we're, we can sit here and make the perfect draft for Gooby based on what everybody yeah. else picked. But at the end of the day, I am not excited about his running back situation, and I don't think. Anything outside of a trade is really going to make him really feel any better about it. I think you are his perfect trade partner. Um, we'll see if something. I comes mean, out I of mean, it. I will say this on the podcast: me and Gooby making a trade. I think will make somebody feel dirty. I don't think we can make a good all-around good trade personally. But I, I, I will. I can talk to Gooby. I can talk to whoever needs a running back. You know, we can we can make make conversations happen. But uh, I think I think just the stack, especially with Zach Moss as your second, and you have Allen. 
Maybe he's hoping for an Allen to Zach Moss kind of trade uh, pass catcher. Like maybe maybe there's maybe Gooby knows something I don't know because Zach Moss isn't really known for pass catching. I <laughs> I don't trust. I I just don't trust it. I mean, we're in that that same category where you're you're at least punting one of your your top RB spots, and if yeah. an, especially with him, if Jonathan Taylor goes out, he's he's punting he's too. Absolutely going to be have a terrible season if Jonathan Taylor doesn't either doesn't show up for some reason, which is unlikely, or it worst case, you know, you know, have something happen that's going to leave him at a total disadvantage for it's, it's going to be picking at scraps for that and then he's going to have his wide receiver to just try and boost him through the rest of the season and just to round out his team uh, on another couple picks that i have make zero sense to me um logan thomas um another tight end i know you're like all right maybe he's his backup for kelsey kelsey has a buy in the 12th on the 12th in week 12 yeah so logan thomas is going to be sitting on your bench essentially for 12 weeks before think, he even sees any action, yeah, you I, could just pick up somebody. I think at Logan that time. Thomas is going to be the first one dropped when a uh, committee goes to a uh, injury or somebody getting uh, out for. Uh, Which this sucks because you know Logan Thomas actually might have a really good year. Yeah, this he's year. not. I don't think he's going to be that bad. So maybe he maybe he's expecting Logan Thomas to maybe fill in a couple flex weeks for the buys, uh, especially we'll on Jonathan Taylor's bye week. I don't know. And then the other one is you already have Josh Allen secured as your quarterback. Why are you taking Trevor Lawrence? Who has the same bye week as Josh Allen? Yeah, I didn't really understand that pick, and I can't really defend that at all. So I, I think that's also going to be a drop almost yep. immediately from that. But like I said, Josh Allen on the plus side, he's a top three receiver, and he's gonna he's good, and he rounded out his wide receivers well. I just think Gooby just needs to work on the meat of his wide receiver side to survive anything close to getting into the playoffs. Personally, or in, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to get RBs to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'd I think I think Gooby once again, everyone's gonna be fighting for those last spots. But one injury to one of his running backs, he might drop straight to that sacko ball, or will be scraping by points for his running backs to try and fight for the week. Yeah, I think the best thing is Gooby's gonna have to pay extra attention to the waiver wires to see if he can snag another jo- yeah. uh, Robinson. In and for to be season. fair, he did. He was able to pick up Devonta Freeman, um, right? Who the Ravens just signed with the intention of putting them him on the active roster. So, but where is he going to be? You know, um, in front of Bell, behind Bell. You well, know. I mean, they signed Bell over him to right. start with. So, right. where is he really? They all tried be? out at the same time, right? Yeah. So you you don't know. And to wrap it off, we'll finish off with Kevin's team. Yep. Kevin's team. Uh, I think Kevin uh, makes the most out of the double dribble, double picks on the end of the 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 situation there. Um, Kevin, he kept Adams at the 11th, which I think was a safe bet if you really like Adams. I don't think it was necessary. I hate it, but... <laughs> Joe absolutely hates it. I, it. It makes zero sense to me. Um, I think that's where Adam goes. I don't see him surplanting any of the running backs previously to him. Right. Um, and even if he does go earlier, you ha- you, you then go double, co- you go double running back, or you go running back Tyreek Hill. So right. what's the difference really between Adams and Tyreek Hill? It, it's one of those things where he could have kept, I believe, Chris Carson in the fifth. Okay. Fifth or the fourth, somewhere right there. I think that's your that's your play. Um, just because running backs go so fast, especially in a keeper league that had six or seven running backs kept um, going into the into the draft. Yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, but outside of that one 
um, thing. Using the, like I said, using the roundabout picks, I think it was a solid showing of getting the guys that you know aren't going to be there on the way back. Maybe mm-hmm. you took them a little early in the in on the way out, but they they weren't getting back to you, and the ADP makes sense. Yeah, you build out your uh, w- w- running backs, front runners, Eckler, who we just talked about his in- him being maybe out for the first week, but he's a solid point getter and top he, top dog on that he's team. He's great. He's I I rode him a lot last year when yeah. I had when I had him. A little bit of an injury concern uh, throughout the year, but other than that, solid. Jacobs should be every week starter. Yep. So those are his two starters. Bam, Eckler Jacobs. He rounded that out with Fournette, uh, Mayo Man, and uh, Johnson. Mayo Man can be great. He could be that filler for Eckler this week, um, especially in the early season. Yeah. Um, and Fournette, too. We don't really know how the uh, Tampa running backs are going to shake out, yep. um, but they both have – you know, potential to at least score like that in that ten to fifteen point range, and, and even if both of them get out, get phased out by uh, their their um, backups with Lindsay and um, what's his face respectively, you can have them still have serviceable roles, touchdown stuff like that. And for a backup, that's you know not not much more you can ask for. Um, yep. Wide receivers, they're also hungry for points. You got Adams, Evans, and Jefferson as the yep. top three. At Jefferson being kept in the thirteenth, uh, thirteenth, and yeah. you know that's good because he was able to. Not take any running backs until the 10th round then and focus on filling out the rest of his team. Right. Uh, he did end up with Devonta Smith, um, Hollywood Brown, and Bra- or Brian Edwards. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have potential to break out. I'm not a big fan of Hollywood Brown like Kevin is uh, just because I don't like Baltimore as a throwing team. Right. But um, Brian Edwards could take over that wide receiver two, wide receiver one spot in Vegas. Devonta Smith can be the top guy. Can be the top guy. Yeah, I think all of them have uh, opportunity to get big quick, especially later in the season. And I think yeah, I think he's got a solid switch going on with the running back and the wide receiver course. Yeah, there. they're very raw, but they have they have high potential. Right. And I like I like what he did in his tight end spot. Um, he picked up Mark Andrews, who mm-hmm. you know, well, like I said, I don't like him any. He's he right. He stresses me out so much because he can have like. <laughs> three touchdowns but he's only going to get like four targets or he'll have two catches for like 20 yards it's but stressful i think he's a little bit of a boom bust but i think he's a solid st- uh tight end where he's not going to need to stream him yeah and then immediately follow that pickup with kyler murray yeah so you know i think that's that's a solid one-two combo and then two rounds later he got Kyle Pitts. Pitts. he got Pitts as a backup to andrews and if Pitts works out he's not gonna have to worry about murray being boomer butts or uh andrews being boomer bust i'm sorry yeah he can replace andrews um, I, I like that. Uh, I think Kevin has an overall solid team. Yeah. I um, think he definitely has a strong contender to be uh, worst to first. Yeah. Sack out of I think champion. The, I think my one thing that scares me are his his um, backup running backs just because they yeah. are they can get supplanted in, um, in their committees. I think really the only way they go is down. It's hard for them to go up. They yeah. either stay or go down. I like that potential of some players that are I lower that have the higher p- rising potential. Now don't now don't take anything from this, but I think his best backup right now is going to be Mayo Man. He, for the person to just keep his job and keep mm-hmm. the points in the backup s- scheme, I think it's going to be Mayo Man until at least the very end of the season. But not, overall, not to speak highly of Mayo Man. Yeah, but overall I think it's a solid team. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'll be fighting for that bottom slot like he was last year no no i think i think he's definitely got a strong contender for a team there and i think he'll realize that a uh, 10th pick isn't so bad going out first in the royal rumble this year um and that that pretty much wraps it up like i said um if you if you had any uh disagreements with what we said about your team or you you want to call it something we didn't say or something like that 
let us know. We'll, we'll include it in the next draft in the segment, in the next uh, podcast, in, in 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 a segment for next next week. A uh, quick waiver wire update. Not too much. Uh, I decided to pick up the Denver Broncos for six points, going against the Giants. I yeah. think they have a great point. Uh, they have a chance for a big game. Yep. Uh, Don picked up Tyrell Williams, the number one wide receiver for J.D. McKidzik. He dropped. Right. Um, I think that's a pretty solid move. Um, if, yeah, McKissick If, if it's gonna not going to be Hawkinson, it's, right now it's looking like it's going to be Williams. Yeah, and McKissick isn't going to save his running back course. Yep. So. Brian, you picked up the Panthers for $3. Um, going against the Jets. Me and you were lucky enough to have people to put in our pups so we can pick up players without dropping exactly, them. Exactly, yeah. Um, and then I picked up Tony Jones for $3, dropping Deshaun Watson, who is Alvin Kamara's backup. Yep. And Curtis Samuel, who I immediately dropped the next day for Le'Veon Bell. Right. Uh, Curtis Samuel looking like the number two wide receiver for A little bit hurt. Washington, but he hasn't been able to get on the practice field. So Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, next day you picked up Bell, and then today, with all the stuff going on, you managed to uh, – get lucky with that with bell yep. immediately being relevant and then after today's uh debacle with the ravens backfield uh murray and murray got picked up by kevin picked uh, gooby. up uh yes gooby picked up murray kevin picked up devonta freeman the only reason i don't think they there were they can take murray's because aren't they at salary cap or pretty really close to no they're not going to take murray now i think not now but i'm saying that the reason why it wasn't a look i think they had a trade there it was going to be a trade from well murray's not on a team no when they were talking about Murray, it was either a trade or there was some type of cap situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so, Gooby actually getting screwed, dropping Marlon Mack for Murray, who's... I mean, he said he's waiting for that's week fine. one injuries. That's fine, that's fine. Kevin, Devonta Freeman for David Johnson. You know. Well, <sighs> that's tough. Um, yeah. They're both kind of in the same spot. Yeah. Um, you have the more guaranteed points at least week one with David Johnson versus Devonta Freeman, who right. is looking like the third running back. But but either way, it's 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 the potential. Yeah, it's it's before the first game of the season. Waiver wire is going to shake up and show its colors definitely throughout the uh, Sunday to come. Yeah. Um, and then we'll finish this up um, real quick, real quick with the week one matchups. I don't think um, we I don't think we can really go into who we think is going to win because everybody's so close in projections. Yeah. So I think we can just the rattle. closest game to start off um, was Dom. No, was actually the furthest apart game was Dom and Kevin by like yeah. six points. Every other game was between um, two points, three to four, or yeah. two to four points. Uh, so week one, it's me versus Lolly. Yep. Um, Christian versus Chris. The battle of the the chris's <laughs> uh then you have mike versus gooby dom versus kevin yep. and to round it out the matchup of the week love it brian versus johnny now i won't i won't go out on a limb and say that johnny's uh got to worry too much obviously we're very closely projected this is can this can swing either way i think johnny doesn't have to worry about any kind of curse lingering over him anymore i think we kind of established that he's a little bit broken from that but mm-hmm. A little disrespect to my team, and it's going to come right back to you. And I think that this is going to be a before game, and then when we meet 10 weeks from now, it's going to be a later game, depending on how my team shakes out. I think that's the best part, <laughs> is that you get him in week one, you get him a second time. Yeah, I get him in week 10. Even the, gr- the best thing about this, though, is uh, the season's extended a week. Yes. So there are more teams playing each other two times this week. Which is but great. Having him, the only better place for you to get Johnny besides week one is if you had him right before. 14. Yeah, right before the playoffs. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would that would have been sweeter. But I love the I love the first matchup. I hope everybody has a great game. And technically, week nine is what uh, week ten is rivalry week. It is rivalry week, and I don't think we have a bigger rivalry than me and Johnny in the yep. in the league. And going into it, I think Johnny was up two points in projections. Then it swung to being tied. Yep. Now you're up two points in projections. Well, I mean these pr- projections. I projections mean, are don't mean projections don't mean anything in the long run. It just depends on whose team puts up points. I've and, never seen the projections where every team is in above 130. Yeah, I don't think so. And either. we didn't really we didn't change any scoring t- settings this year really. Not Besides really. the one point for defense, which yep. shouldn't affect anything. No. Yeah. So that that just goes to show you how well the draft everyone did, yep. even if we don't like some of the team's total yeah so i mean that being said i think uh this is going to be a great season of football i think the bro league is going to be a very close season this season and uh i can't wait to see how it shakes out yeah and we'll try to get to you every week and not quit out in the last two weeks like we did last year Ooh, yeah that that's that's gonna be a thing that's gonna be a thing no quitting out no we're at least gonna keep for the regular season we'll try and keep that consistent so with that we're gonna go watch the uh the kickoff game of dallas versus tampa bay And we will see you next week. Everybody, I hope you have a great week. Keep those knees healthy. Unlike us, Edwards. Keep them fresh. (laughs) See you guys later. (laughs) 